Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Jerry Springer passed away. He uh, was 79 years old, short battle with uh, cancer, died at his home in Chicago. He was, of course, the king of trash TV. Uh, his show, The Jerry Springer Show, launched in 1991, and it was canceled in 2018, so a hell of a run. Wow. Uh, in 2011, TV Guide named it the worst show in the history of television. I'm more surprised that TV Guide was still being published. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to his TV career, he had quite the life. He was on the Cincinnati City Council, had to resign in 74 after he had uh, admitted to soliciting a prostitute. Was he a mayor at one point? For one year. Yeah, the year after. He, uh, he got caught because he uh, paid her with a personal check. He knew what his show was. He called it stupid and dumb, but he also defended it quite a bit. He said, look, it's just, it's just escapism for an hour. Uh, in a commencement speech in 2008, he said to the students, to the students who invited me, thank you. I'm honored. To the students who object to my presence, well, you've got a point. I, too, wouldn't have chosen myself. <laughs> but he started what turned out to be a very successful brand and, and mm -hmm. genre. Yeah. Because even his, like, security guy, Steve Wilkos, right? Yeah. He took over or started his own show, a spinoff. Yeah, yeah spinoff of the same deal. I think and, even worse, though, there's more trash. Yeah, I think it's still going. Probably, yeah. Uh, well, you see, this is the thing about the Jerry Springer show, and I'm, I think I saw a documentary on it once, and just the... Now, what, what I saw was from the producers of it, the manipulation of people. So they'd ask people to call in and tell their stories, leave voicemails or whatever, and then they would go and they'd bring these people up to Chicago. A lot of these people had never even been out of their hometown or could have afforded a flight anywhere. Right. They'd put them up in a nice hotel. Again, something many of them probably never had. They'd take them out for a really nice dinner. They're the center of attention in what they see as very important TV people. And so they they feel like a need to r pay back yeah, that. Put on that show. Put on that show. Here's Jerry talking about how it all plays out. How much of these fights are staged exactly? Come on. Oh, no, it, oh, no, no it, if you're there, you see it's real. Now, they don't hurt each other. They pull each other's hair. I mean, there's security there. No one really gets hurt. But, no, they're really angry. Honestly, you could put these same people on Oprah, and they would behave perfectly well. It's that they... The only way you get on our show is by calling the show. The only way you know our number, we're not in the phone book, is by seeing the number on the screen, which means you have seen the show a hundred times before to memorize it. Yeah. So it's showbiz and they all know it. Yeah, they're all there getting their 15 minutes of fame. Uh, did, did he start the DNA test or was that Maury? I think that's Maury's thing. Well, he and did then, a few of those too, those kind of surprise episodes. And then Geraldo hopped in. And then there was a string of the uh, the lady uh, trash talk um, and it ended with that one woman who had what was her name? I want to say Simone maybe? Solomon? Anyhow, she had um, a guy come out and he was told that there was somebody who had a big crush on him but was always too nervous oh, to say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy assuming it's going to be a girl yeah. it's not. It's another guy the guy was so embarrassed by being on national television and this dude, he, killing gay, him, right? he killed him. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, Jerry wrapped up his uh, speech uh, at the commencement. He said, um, let's be honest, I've been virtually everything you can't respect. A lawyer, a mayor, a major market news anchor, and a talk show host. Pray for me. <laughs> if I go to heaven, we're all going. <laughs>
And, of course, always finish with his famous line, take care of yourself and each other. So. Yeah. Uh, and he kept another another one of these celebrities who kept it very quiet. Mm. Dee Wilkos reacted yesterday and said, I saw him a month ago mm. and didn't know. Wow. Didn't know he had cancer. Uh, ever since Winnie the Pooh has become public domain, Hollywood is just out to destroy this poor bear. Uh, first, he was a serial killer in a recent film called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> and now he's being turned into a drug-fueled hallucination in an R-rated series called Christopher Robin. Oh, my goodness. Supposedly, Christopher is no longer no longer an innocent kid with sweet-talking animal friends. He's a delusion New Yorker navigating his quarter-life crisis with the help of the weird-talking animals who live beyond a drug-induced portal outside his derelict apartment complex called the Hundred Acres. Oh, my goodness. Not for the children. No, not at all. This one won't be for the children either. A Christmas movie in the works, a horror movie called It's a Wonderful Knife. Knife. Knife, not life, but oh, knife. All right. A woman saves her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve, but a year later her life isn't great and she wishes she wasn't born. Man, if you're watching this stuff around Christmas, you got some real issues. I remember when Black Christmas came out and I saw that. <laughs> that was not good for my Christmas. John Krasinski is working on a movie now called If. It's about a young girl who starts seeing everyone's imaginary friends who have been left behind after their humans grew up. Sounds spooky, too. It's, I think an animated thing. Did you have any uh, imaginary friends growing up? Uh, no. You must have. We all did. Not, well, not like a, not a, like a human. Kind no, of an imaginary friend. Somebody you would talk to. Someone you would... Yeah, I guess I would talk to stuffed animals and stuff. That kind of thing. That kind of thing, yeah. Still doing it? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't, don't know where they are, They actually. don't argue back. <laughs> You're right all the time. It's <laughs> my childhood something like the movie Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so good. There's so many boys, it was. <laughs> when we were humping the bear. Um, so the cast for this thing called If is huge. Matt Damon, John Stewart... Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt, Maya Rudolph, Sam Rockwell, Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, Richard Jenkins, Vince Vaughn, Ryan Reynolds, Lou Gossett Jr. I didn't even know he was still working. Uh, Steve Carell, Bobby Moynihan. Hmm. Wow. John says the cast is insane. Yeah, no doubt. And one more thing on movies. 20 years later, we're getting a sequel to Dodgeball. Wow. Yeah. You can dodge Vaughn. a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You certainly can. Vince Vaughn will uh, set to return. No word yet about Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor, or, of course, Justin Long. Oh, well, that's his yeah. scene, Dodging Wrenches, is still one of the great comedy yeah. scenes. So good. The coach, who was so great in the Gary Shandling show, is his manager. Uh, he's got an odd name. It's like Rip, isn't it? Rip Torn? Yeah. Rip Torn? Yeah. He was so great as the coach, but he passed away. So did Patches O'Houlihan, so they don't really have to write him back. Oh, that's true. He did die, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. All right, that's fine, then. Vincent's character, we pick it up uh, 20 years later with, with uh, his character, Peter Lafleur, at his average Joe's gym. Oh, I can't name my kids some days, but Patches O'Houlihan, right there. That's a good handle. You should have named your kid Patches. <laughs> one of them. Patches Luck. You name one Patches, one O'Houlihan. Right. Both Luck. If you had a song that you love to sing along in the car to, what would that song be? I sing along to everything. Do you? I'm big on the killers right now. For some reason, going back to the stretch of them. Uh, at the top of the list, Queens, Don't Stop Me Now. You can hit the high notes. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't even think that's the number one Queen song, let alone the number one. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Ab is Dancing Queen, Living on a Prayer, Sweet Caroline, Bat of Hell. Oh, I've sung along drunkenly to that whole Meatloaf <laughs> album and been told to shut the hell up. Fleetwood Max, Go Your Own Way. Mr. Brightside, The Killers, Sex on Fire, Kings of Leon, Happy, Pharrell Williams, Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen. Okay. I like to go with Ice T's Cop Killer. <laughs> Do you have like uh, 800 grand just lying around? Want to take uh, six of your pallies uh, out for a nice dinner? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, I guess you have a choice. Uh, buy a house, or at least a down payment on a house. Right. Or uh, go to dinner for one night. Uh, here's what you'll get for 800 grand. You have to bring six people along. Costs about 132 grand per person. So if just you and your spouse want to go, and you got like 264 plus tip. All right. Anyhow, a, a company in France. What do you tip on 800 grand? Free tax. <laughs> <laughs> a, a company in France will uh, start sending giant balloons to the edge of space in 2025 with a capsule underneath that fits up to six people. So as I said, if you want a private dinner, it's around 800 grand to book the whole thing. The whole trip lasts about six hours. For the first 90 minutes, you ascend to around 15 and a half miles up. Three times higher than commercial airplanes fly. Once you're there, you'll get to hang out for three hours, have dinner and drinks, and then slowly descend for another 90 minutes. Could you imagine the nightmare if that meal gave you the poops? <laughs> I was just thinking. Crossing your legs. What are the bathroom facilities like here? Get this thing on the ground. Not get like you can open up the window. No, you cannot. Now, it's, it's, it's not really uh, space because you're not going to experience weightlessness. You're not that far up. But well, guess, that would be hard to eat. Yeah, I guess so. And hold down your meal. Keep, keeping your pasta on your plate. Um, you'll be about 90%. Uh, you'll see, you'll be above 98% of the atmosphere. So the whole sky will look black. And uh, 15 miles is high enough to see the, uh, the curve of the earth. Right. All right. Take your flat earther friends for a trip. I see a lot going wrong with this. Besides the obvious, you know, death and destruction of, of if something were to go wrong like that. So if I, now, okay, of course, you wouldn't go to pocket for this type of thing because it's no. not your type of thing. I've never eaten at the top of the CN Tower. Yeah, you really don't like the heights, do you? Right. You're really afraid of those heights. So, so well, if I, the height of the uh, restaurant and the height of the the price. It's not, well, it's an average steakhouse price. I know. But you've gone to steakhouses. Yes. Many of them. Right. Usually on somebody else's tap. <laughs> exactly. Usually on Um So if I had 800 grand and said, hey, you and Adrian want to join Maria and I for this dinner in space, I'm picking up the tab. You'd say no. How long is the dinner? It's like nine hours. Oh, my God, no. No, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> No, no, hold on, hold on. Six hours. Now, same difference, basically. I'm we, picking up the. You listen. We spend four hours a day together. You're picking up the tab. Of course, I'm going. I on don't that. think you would. I don't think you would. I think you'd bail at the last minute. Uh, it could be. Couldn't find a sitter. <laughs> they can stay home for six hours on their own. That they're too young. Yeah, you've almost you've almost played yourself out of the children excuse. Yeah, oh they're, yeah. They're too in age I'd now. Start developing new ones. Yeah, now. that's right. Break your leg. Yeah, anything. Not to leave the house. <laughs> Throw up my back. Um, the meals will be cooked by a famous French chef, but there won't be any cooking or servers on the plane. This what? is a buffet. Well, I, I wouldn't want them cooking that high up either. I don't need some French planes. Some falling. issues, yeah. Yeah. Basically, it'll be a, like a fancy uh, airplane food because it'll be, I guess, reheated. Oh. Yeah. The first flights are two years out. They've started letting people pre-book 
You've just got to be able to put eleven grand down as a deposit. All right. Well, save up if you're going to take me on this thing. That's yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm. If I listen, I will. I will find a way to come up with that coin just to see the panic in your eyeballs. And I hope they get up and serve nothing but tomato and eggplant. <laughs> Yesterday afternoon, I was. Uh, Going out for a drive, had to run some errands, and uh, shortly after I left my place, I saw four of these new e-scooters all parked beside a uh, a bus shelter, and I thought to myself, did my pally Lucky get on an e-scooter after he dropped his car off at the mechanic? Because you had said yesterday you were thinking about trying one. I was contemplating boys. it, yeah. and I did it. You did it. I did. Where did you take it to, like Bowmanville? Uh, no, I just rode home. That's still a hike. It was a pretty good hike. It was uh, like a little under 10K. It took me 17 minutes. Okay. Um, fairly simple to use. This is a new um, system that they have or they're offering service in Oshawa. Um, and it's called Neuron, Neuron Scooters. Although it looks a lot in the script like Moron Scooters. <laughs> and you kind of feel like one when you're on them. There will be some who are morons riding those things. Cause they, they're riding them because they've made moronic moves in their life. It could be. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Convenient. You download the app. It shows you where all the available ones are and how much power they have left on them, too. Right. How their, their uh, I guess, distance that they can go, uh, what they've got left. Um, which is important. And I think, like, you drop these things wherever you want. They have designated parking spots where if you use those, mm. uh, they'll get you some credits or give you credits towards your next rides. If not, you just park them in a safe spot, like off the sidewalk kind of thing, uh, and, uh, and, and off you go. It, it's very convenient. I have a couple of issues. One, this helmet thing. Uh, you know, I I was using it what two days into the program, so I figured, yeah, not too bad yet. I hadn't had a lot of rides on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine by the end of the summer. Oh, the um, heat and the. I I don't know. Like the company comes I, to pick these things up and recharge them and put them back out in parking spots around. So it's not like they're left to their own devices forever. Mm. They are GPS tracked, so you can't park the thing in your garage or. Um, or take it with you, and they know where it is. Um, but part of the GPS tracking is it beeps when it's under operation constantly, and it sounds like a truck backing up, like it's <laughs> as if you know wearing a, a helmet, a bright orange scooter isn't already visible enough. This beeping is just, it signals moron everywhere you go. Yeah, I sense that when I would uh, stop at a set of lights or something, I'd be looking down at embarrassment. I wouldn't want to look at anybody in the eye. I found the beeping slightly embarrassing. And the fact that it only goes 20 kilometers an hour. They want you to use it on the road. It says right on it, no sidewalks. And and to be honest, it's pretty bumpy. Like like there's yeah. no shock or anything to it. So and the tires are, are pretty. You, you hit every. You feel every bump. If you rode that on the sidewalk, yeah. your forearms would be dead by the end of it. <laughs> this has this has nightmare written all over it. I would assume it must be ride at your own risk. And if oh, yeah. uh, you got hit by a car, you couldn't sue the city of Oshawa. Well, I think that's why they want you to be over 16 they, to at least know some of the rules of the road because you're gonna be riding on the road. Yeah. Um. You know, the roads that have those designated bike lane right. to the to the right side, really nice. Mm-hmm. A couple of those, and and you know that way you have a little bit of space uh, around you. 
Uh, you know what? If you need a quick rip from one spot to the other that's not too far, uh, it's, and, and there's one nearby, mm. I, I think it's it's incredibly convenient. It's relatively cheap. It costs a little over a buck to get on it, like 35 cents a minute once you're on it. And I think part of the problem there is that it means it's not... Um, it's not something you're just going to go take down by the lake and zoom across those really nice paths mm-hmm. there because it's not like a pleasure uh, vehicle. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, to take that for an hour is going to cost you. Although I guess they would have them down there. You could, and this might be kind of fun, you could drive down there, park, hop on one, and take it around. Yeah, you can. And for a half an hour. Take it for half an hour. It'll cost you, you know, again, it's 35 cents a minute. So it'll... Right. It, it kind of racks up. You kind of feel like, okay, you're not going to stop and chat and grab right. an ice cream, and you're you're paying for it as you do. Now, let's get back to this helmet thing. I think these helmets are going to be treated like shoes in a bowling alley. <laughs> I, I well, think, at least those are sprayed down. That's all the city or whoever this company is is going to do. I believe that in no time, in some short order, somebody's going to use those uh, helmets as a porta potty <laughs> People are going to be doing all sorts of horrible things to those helmets. Scientists say we're one step closer to male birth control pills. Uh-oh. Hallelujah. You can't get laid on that day. Give it up. There's no way. <laughs> are you really? Like, what woman's going to trust a dude? Mm, I know, right? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Although they trusted him when they said they'd pull out. Yeah. <laughs> Can't spell it, but yeah. I'm on it. And how would that play out for the anti-abortionists in the uh, right in the U.S.? Like, I mean, if all men just stood up and said, all right, we'll protect women. We'll take the pill. They won't get pregnant. You guys can stop arguing over abortions. It's never passed. No. No. There's an amazing stat I heard the other day that there's medication that women need to take if they've had a miscarriage or during an abortion uh, that helps to uh, deal with the process, lessen the pain. There's a few um, benefits to this medication, of which I I can't remember, of course, all. But then the stat showed that uh, right wing uh, were trying to say that they wanted this medication banned in a certain state because of the amount of women who died from taking it. Turned out more men died from taking Viagra. (laughs) <laughs> then women died from taking this medication. I just think, like, when you realize, like, the specifics of, of birth control, when, you know, female birth control, when they take that pill, it has to be, like, every day, same yeah. time. Like, the, 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 the parameters of it are, mm-hmm. are expected to be so precise. Oh, we could never. There's no way. Like, even as a guy, when you re, when that, when that finally hits you that that's mm-hmm. how it works, mm-hmm. and it doesn't hit you when it starts in no. like your teens. You're, you're basically playing a slot machine at that point <laughs> for a solid decade. Yeah. And then some woman tells you about it and you realize, holy crap, I didn't know it had to be that precise. Yeah. Yeah. No, we could never do it. I mean, we'd, t- we'd miss three days in a row. Then we'd take two by mistake. Yeah. I take yeah. a multivitamin. I forget it half the time. <laughs> For Halinda's Meats, Ted Reader joins us. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. How are you? I'm living the dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always. Aren't we all? I was um, I was grilling up or cooking some uh, some veal cutlets the other day, and you know you look around the Holinda's uh, Meats or the grocery store, and I'm always I, I like veal. I'm a big fan of veal, and I know there's many who would say, "Oh, poor little cows," but I don't care. I like them in my belly. 
Um, but all sorts of varieties of, of veal. Is veal because it's so tender? Um, is it good on the grill, or is it more of a stove and oven meat? Oh, depending on the cut, it's uh, veal is great on the grill. If you want lots of great recipes, uh, head to Ontario Veal Appeal okay. dot ca, and you can get lots and lots of great recipes. I love veal, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, a veal T-bone steak is delicious. It's tender, it's easy, it's lean, it's a beautiful thing to cook. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the veal. You can grill scallopini as well, hot and fast, direct. Wow, yeah, that would be like really quick, you'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Last year, I think I, I did a recipe for them. I took the scallopini and I stuffed it with a bit of uh, prosciutto and some cheese and then rolled it up into like a little roulade, mm-hmm. skewered it with a toothpick, and then you grilled them off on the grill. <sighs> that oh, sounds, yeah, good. That sounds great because they, they are really thin, but I find like when I say soak them in egg yolk and then bread them, of course, if you fry them, they, they, they puff up a bit, right. right? And so what's the difference between then a cutlet... And a scallopini, are they the same? Pretty much. Okay, all right. right? Okay. Pretty much. So the cutlets tend to be a little bit thicker, and sometimes they're desiccated, but it depends on the butcher that you go to. And uh, you can get, you know, there's a, there's a local little butcher around the corner from my house, and they're an Italian butcher, and they hand slice every veal scallopini. Mm-hmm. It's all done by hand, and it's kind of cool to see. Um it depends on where you go. Hit the butchers up. See what they've got. Have some fun. Talk to the butcher. Go down to the folks at Helenda's and speak to the guys and girls behind the counter mm. and ask what they've got in the way of Ontario veal. Because it's, it's tasty, tasty, tasty. And this may seem like a dumb question, Ted, but coming from me, I guess you're probably used to it. But <laughs> uh, like a veal steak, like a T-bone veal steak, is treated, I mean, it's still like a beef steak, right? Like you treat it the exact same? Treat it the same way. Just don't overcook it. Okay, so what right? temperature would you be looking for? Is perfect for a okay. mm-hmm. No, and if it's if it's an inch thick, hot, fast, direct cook. Right, lid open, grill up high, and put it on there and cook it, and you're probably done in under seven minutes. And of course, the veal uh, cutlet uh, baked in some sauce and put on a big crusty bun is a a sandwich from the heavens. Mm. I had, a, I had a veal sandwich last night for dinner. Nice. And uh, spicy tomato sauce on it, a little bit of cheese, some fire-roasted hot peppers, mm-hmm. onions, mushrooms, soft, crusty roll. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, my <laughs> belly was full. <laughs> full of goodness. Teddy, how do people get a hold of you? They want to talk grilling, pal. Ah, you're going to find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, The Joint. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.